0: We're obviously talking about deacons today and recognizing deacons, that's a term that has lots of meaning in the religious world today, lots of different meanings. You ask your denominational friends if they have deacons at their church, they'll probably all say yes, uh, but they'd give you a whole lot of different descriptions of what deacons are and what they do and uh, what their role is. Uh, so, I thought maybe we'd spend a little time before we recognize deacons in seeing what the Bible actually says about deacons. Uh, Philippians chapter 1 and verse 1, when Paul wrote to the church in Philippi, he addressed the letter to all the saints in Christ Jesus in Philippi together with the elders and deacons. So, we know that in the early church, uh, that's how they looked at a congregation. There were all the members. And then there were elders and deacons among them. Uh, deacon's a word that's not really translated in the New Testament. Uh, it's Actually, it's not even transliterated. It's just pronounced like it used to be. Uh, a deacon was a deacon back then, and a deacon is a deacon today. And to understand what it means, we'd have to see what the Greek word meant, and it just meant servant. A very, very generic term, Servant. Uh, Vine's dictionary says it primarily denotes a servant, whether as doing servile work or as an attendant rendering free service without particular reference to its character. So Vine says it's a real broad term. It's just somebody that serves. Somebody that serves in any way. Uh, so it's a very generic word. In fact, it's probably the most generic job description in the world. Uh, what's a deacon do? A deacon serves. <laughs> That's about all the New Testament says about it. Uh, as a deacon is one who serves. doesn't say a specific service. Uh, doesn't mention a function. doesn't, doesn't do anything except say serve. Uh, Acts chapter 6 gives us a little insight into how the New Testament church thought about servants. Uh, If you remember Acts chapter 6, there was a problem in the early church. They weren't uh, serving the the widows of one group properly. And the apostles said, we need some servants to help with that. Uh, Some people think maybe those were the first deacons, so the Bible doesn't call them that in that terminology, but it does say they were servants. They had to handle a special work. The apostles had to stay busy with spiritual things teaching and uh, praying, and they needed somebody to handle the, the, the manual labor, if you will, of taking care of the widows, and so they said, we need seven men to do that. Uh, I doubt if those that role stayed at seven, uh, the workload might have grown, they might have needed more, they might have shrunk, they might have needed less. Uh, it depended on what the work was there in Acts chapter 6. 1 Timothy chapter 3, which was just read for you, uh, Paul talks about a specific, a particular group of servants, and he calls them deacons. Now, there's lots of people who serve in the church, but Paul gives them a title here, if you will, and says deacons need to be a certain kind of person. Uh, they need to be examined, and they need to be appointed to that special role. And that's really about all we know about it. Uh, the, the, uh, the description there in 1 Timothy 3 is about who the person is, not what they do. It's about what kind of servant they ought to be. Uh, the role of deacon the is not a teaching office. It's not a, a ruling or governing Office. It's something that's complementary to the elders, uh, kind of like the servants in Acts six were complementary to the apostles. I believe the role of deacon is complementary to the elders. They they deal with the material things, the uh, practical things. Uh, they're responsible for church funds uh, in a lot of ways. So that's why Paul says a deacon ought to be like this. And I think it's worth reviewing uh, pretty briefly, but carefully, uh, what kind of men we're recognizing today. So if you want to follow along, we're going to be in 1 Timothy 3, and we'll go through the passage that was just read for you pretty quickly. Uh, It starts out in verse 8, and Paul's already talked about elders, the overseers, what they need to be like. Then he gets to verse 8, and he says, deacons, likewise, are to be men worthy of, of respect so that's where we start uh, these are men who are worthy of respect they're honorable they're known they're respected uh, people don't have bad things to say about them they're respected men then he says they need to be sincere uh, the bible talks a lot about people not being double-tongued not saying one thing to one person and another to others they are sincere They're not manipulative. They're not deceitful. They're sincere men worthy of respect. Then he says, not indulging in much wine. Uh, The Bible is very clear about the dangers of alcohol, and we live in a different culture than Paul was writing to Timothy about, uh, but certainly we understand that restriction. Not pursuing dishonest gain. They're not greedy men. They're not people who are materialistic and seek, have the love of money, not greedy for money. And as little as they had back in New Testament days, that was still a problem back then. Jesus talked about the scribes who devour widows' houses. There were, there were people in the religion of that day that were responsible for widows and things like that, and that's what part of what deacons do. And they would manipulate it. They would take widows' houses away from them. Uh, And that that seems strange to us, but it's possible. Uh, Maybe not taking the the house, but uh, uh, being manipulative or being greedy or trying to get funds from someone. Uh, Actually, it's not that far-fetched even today. I was reminded not too long ago we had a Know Your Bible viewer call me and say that he... Basically, had disowned his family, and he was thinking he was getting close to dying, and he wanted me to be the executor of his estate. And he wanted to give Know Your Bible everything, and he wanted me to be the executor. I said, "No, thank you. (laughs) Not possible, Uh, because of the danger of dealing in finances like that." And he said he disowned his children, but I imagine they would take exception when the time came to divvy up the estate. Uh, and I didn't think there was any way that we should be attached to that. I told him if he wanted to write a will and leave things to anybody, he could go go ahead and do that. Find a lawyer and write his will any way he wanted to. Uh, but we weren't going to get involved in it. And that I think that points out the the dangers that deacons. Uh, uh, encounter sometimes. They deal with people and with people's finances. And so Paul says, you got to have somebody that's honest, that does that not uh, pursue dishonest gain. Then he talks about their faith. He says they need to hold to the faith with a clear conscience, hold to the deep truths of the faith with a clear conscience. Uh, the, the, their life and doctrine must match. He's been talking about what kind of person they are. They're worthy of respect, they're sincere, they're honest, and all that. But he says, now they need to have good doctrine, too. They need to understand the doctrine and hold it with a clear conscience. John in 1 John writes a lot about what you believe and how you behave. And Paul here is saying that the deacon's got to behave the right way, but he also needs to believe the right thing. So we need someone who holds to the faith with a clear conscience. Now we're going to skip verse 10 and 11 for just a moment and come back to it, but let's go to 12. It says, a deacon must be the husband of but one wife and must manage his children and his household well. So we need a family man, someone either who has raised children or is raising children and manages that well. A husband of one wife, a one wife kind of man uh, is what we're looking for. Now let's go back to 10 and 11, actually go back to 11, because Paul brings in the wives. He says in the same way, their wives are to be women, and then he describes them. Now why do the wives get involved here? Well, because they're involved (laughs) very intimately in a deacon's life. And as a deacon serves, as a deacon works with people and gets involved in people's lives, uh, his helper helps him in that. She needs to be a helper who is suitable. And because of what a deacon does, listen to what Paul says, the wives also must be women worthy of respect. They must not be malicious talkers. They must be temperate. And trustworthy in everything. And if you think about the role of a deacon, being involved in people's lives and helping people and even in people's finances and understanding problems that they have in their family and all that, a wife needs to be someone who's a helper in that but won't talk about it, not a malicious talker, and who is temperate, has good judgment, who has good self-control, and who's trustworthy, who's reliable. In everything, Paul says. And then in verse 10, he says, They must first be tested, and then if there is anything against them, not anything against them, let them serve as deacons. So a deacon's not to be a rookie, not to be somebody that has just come to the family and we don't know much about. There to be somebody that has worked in the family, and we know them, and we understand them. Uh, and they've been tested, and if there's nothing against them, people find them suitable to all these descriptions that we've just looked at, then they can serve as a deacon. Now, that's all we've got in the New Testament. There's no instructions on how old they ought to be, how long they ought to serve. It just describes a couple, a married couple that have certain qualifications or characteristics and if the congregation agrees, then they could serve as deacons. Now, how you go about that, if you're visiting from another congregation, you probably have a process that you follow. If you appoint deacons, Northside north side has a process. It's not described in the New Testament. We, we made it up, uh, but it fits Bible criteria, I believe. And I think it's a great process. It's a little different than some churches. The differences are, number one, it's a two-year cycle that we've decided is a good idea. Uh, That allows change to happen. Some congregations appoint deacons, and they're deacons for life, uh, which kind of discourages people from wanting to be a deacon Uh, (laughs) and tends to not work out well. Uh, So we set a two-year time limit on it. And we realize that things change. Uh, The needs of the congregation change. We need certain works done today that in two years we're not going to need those works done. There will be other new works that need to be done in two years that don't need to be done today. Uh, Families change. uh, Job situations change. uh, Health changes in families. There's all sorts of responsibilities that change where a man may not be able to. To serve as a deacon. Uh, decides that, no, my job's changed and it's taking 80 hours a week and I don't have time to adequately serve as a deacon right now, so I want to step down for a while. So that's what the two-year cycle is about. It's an expedient thing. I think it's an orderly thing that we do. Uh, the other thing that we do that's a little bit different is we match a man in a ministry. Uh, we believe a deacon ought to have a specific work A lot of churches just appoint deacons, and some of them don't have anything to do. I don't think that's a good principle. Uh, Acts 6, there was a specific work for a specific number of men. Uh, That's what the apostles selected. So we match a man in a ministry, uh, and we think that's a, a great thing to do in this area of deacons. Uh, The way the two-year cycle works, if you're new at Northside and need to know a little bit about that, the current deacons and their ministries are reviewed every two years. Obviously, we start a little bit before (laughs) October. We started back a few months and began looking at what the current deacons were doing and talked to each of them. And some of them have the response that, man, I love what I'm doing. It keeps me busy. I'm busy all the time with it. And I want to keep serving, and that's a good thing. Uh, some people say, uh, I'm not finding enough to do. I want to try something different. I've found out I'm not too good at this ministry, and I'd like to try something else, and that's okay. That's a good thing, too. And some say, because of my situation in the family or work or whatever, uh, I need to step down. Uh, I need to take a break from this. I may want to be a deacon again some someday in the future, but right now... The way things are, I don't want to serve as a deacon uh, for the next two-year cycle, and that's okay. That's a good thing. Uh, So we've got all those responses every two years, and uh, we've managed that and appoint new ones and keep keep going, and I think it's a great way uh, to handle the deaconship here at Northside. This year we have uh, three men who are stepping down. And when I say stepping down, they're stepping down from the specific ministry of deacon that they have. Uh they're going to keep serving. They're the kind of men who serve. They are servants. Uh so there'll be a lot of things they continue to do at Northside, uh but just not the responsibility of the specific area of deacon that they had. Uh those men are Sean Clothier, Brent Clothier and David Heller and they have served for a variety of years David served the longest he's been our finance treasurer for many many years a couple of decades basically almost uh and he's done a great job of that and I I don't know how anybody could keep up with the the task of uh, being a treasurer for this uh, big an operation and he's gotten some help, and it's just time for him to step down, he believes, and we thank him for his work, and we thank Sean and Brent for their good work in local evangelism and special classes that they've handled the last few years. Uh, We're going to recognize those men more tonight. We have a dinner after service this evening uh, where we recognize all the deacons and ministry leaders, and we'll talk more about them then, but uh, they've decided to step down, and we appreciate their service. We'll honor them tonight, as I said. We thank them for all that they've done and all that they'll continue to do at Northside. Uh, after we understand who's stepping down and who has decided to do that, uh, the elders look at the open ministries. They look at the men that, uh, of the congregation that might make a good deacon. Those men are approached, asked to serve in a specific area. Uh, you are asked for your input. That was done a few weeks ago. Uh, to see if you have anything against them, as Paul says, and if not, they'll be appointed to serve as deacons, and that's what we're doing today. Uh, We think it's a good system, it serves us well, recognizes reality, and uh, is a good way to appoint deacons. We have six men who are continuing to serve as deacons, and uh, what I'm going to do is put their pictures on the screen at this time, one at a time, and I'm going to ask those six men to come to the middle front rows here as I put your picture up on the screen. I don't need to bring your wives. We made them come up when you were appointed as a deacon, but we won't make them come this time. Uh, so let's put the first picture up there, and that's uh, Jerry and Hazel Clothier. Uh, they work in the library and take an excellent uh, care of that and keep it available for everybody. The next is Craig and Becky Greenwood. Craig is over the family camp area. And if you've been at Northside very long, you know that's one of our biggest operations here is the family camp over Memorial Day weekend. Joe and Carol Holmes. Joe is over small accounts payable. Uh, When I mentioned the huge job of treasury and finance and all that, Joe stepped in a few years ago to help David with that and uh, helps with the accounts payable part of it. Uh, Sean and Sandy Litton. Sean is over the finances for Know Your Bible. We keep that separate from Northside Funds. uh, And he keeps the books for that and pays all the bills. Has for many years. Tim and Sharon O'Neill. Tim is over men's activities and tries to come up with things to keep the men involved and active and learning and growing. Uh, Just recently completed the men's retreat last couple of days and events like that Tim takes care of for us. And the sixth one's Tony Weber. Tony and Kristen. Uh, Tony works with the greeters and also with the guest luncheons that uh, we provide each week for our our visitors. So those six men are continuing to serve as deacons. Uh, and we appreciate your service and your continuing to serve. Ten men Uh, will begin their service as deacons, which is like the biggest group we've ever uh, had at one time, but that's just the way it worked out this cycle, is there's lots of jobs that need to be done and lots of men that are able to do them, so we have ten that are going to begin to serve, actually some of them have served as deacons before and they're going to return to the, the task of being a deacon. And I am going to ask them to bring their wives with them as they come up to the stage, because Wives are mentioned by Paul, and we want to recognize them as women worthy of respect, as Paul says. So uh, I'm going to put those pictures up, and you just come up on the stage as a couple and find a place here somewhere. The stage is going to get a little crowded this morning, but that's all right. We can handle it. Uh, first, Jim and Frida Andrews. Uh, Jim is going to take on the area of adult class leaders. Uh, he and Frida have been class leaders for one of the classes for a year or more and has done a good job and we think there's a role there that he can fill and help all the adult class leaders. The Blocks, Tristan and Leslie Block. Tristan is going to begin working in the area of local evangelism and uh, they've been back a few years from their mission in Scotland and we're glad to have them as part of the, the, the deacons here at Northside. Uh, Paul and Stacey Harrington, another couple that have just returned not too long ago from a mission in Japan, and Paul is going to join with Tristan in giving some added emphasis to local evangelism. Ted Davis, his wife Diane, Ted's been working in the area of ambassadors for a long time, We've decided that that's a a, a job that a deacon ought to be recognized as heading up, so Ted is going to do that. His wife's not able to be with him today. She's uh, not having good health right now. We continue to pray for her, but Ted's going to work in the area of the Ambassadors, which is a group that greets our visitors uh, after they've visited and keeps up with some of our shut-ins and other people like that. Charles Gardner, his wife Candy, Uh, Charles is going to become the deacon of worship and make sure we have uh, song leaders and a structure to our worship and keep track of all of that for us. Uh, Tim and uh, Stephanie Cachero. Uh, Tim is going to take over the area of ushers. As we've grown, we have more importance there of getting people in and finding seats for them and keeping things orderly, so Tim's going to step into that role. Finance, Greg and Cleta Sandlin. Uh, David's stepping down from that, and Greg is going to step in and start picking up some of that role of being the taking crack of the finances around here. And Greg has a background in that, and he'll be a fine fit for that work. Uh, Children's ministry is something that's growing here at Northside, and Ben and Kelly Tyson. uh, Ben is stepping into that role and already works uh, with the uh, Children's Training Hour and a number of other things, Loft 252 and a lot, so he's going to step into a new deacon role of the children's ministry. Mike and Stacy Ullman are going to step into the benevolent area. This is an area that was vacated by Doug Wagner when he became an elder a few months ago and Mike and Stacy have been talking about that for a long time and I believe that they are ready to do that and I know that they'll do a great job of helping us with member benevolence. And the last ones, Jim and Anita Weathers. Jim is going to step into the role of facility management, which is also a bigger and bigger job around here, keeping track of the building and grounds, and uh, Jim will do a fine job of that, I'm sure. So those are the ten new men and their wives, and we recognize them as being the kind of men that are described in 1 Timothy 3. All right, we got a little room on the stage, so let's bring some more up. Uh, let's get the eight elders, or the, uh, all of the eight that are here today, uh, if you'd come up to the stage, please. Why don't all you deacons step forward a little bit, and let's let the elders step behind you. The order we will do things in, I think. And I'll say just a few words to these deacons and their wives, as the elders get arranged there, and then we're going to ask one of the elders to to pray in just a moment. Uh, This group that you see before you, the new deacons and these that are out here for that matter, uh, this family believes that you men are worthy of respect. Uh, We believe that you are sincere, and that you're honest. Uh, We have nothing against you. Your wives, we believe that you are also worthy of respect. We don't believe you are malicious talkers. We believe that you're temperate. We believe that you're trustworthy in all things. Uh, Together as couples, we believe that you've either raised your children well or are working at raising your children in a home where God is first. Uh, Therefore, this family wants to have you as deacons, uh, and serve as deacons for us here at Northside. And uh, in honor of that, let's ask one of the, which one of the elders you're going to pray. Brother Clayton, step up and pray,
1: please. Let's go to our Father in prayer. Gracious and loving Father, we are so blessed as a family here at Northside. We thank you for each of these men who are willing to step forward and, and serve this body. We pray that you will give each one of them the strength, the wisdom, And the understanding to serve and and to glorify your kingdom through what they do. And they're they're serving here as a deacon. We thank you for their wives and pray that you'll be with them as they support them in in their roles as deacons. Be with them, watch over them, put a hedge around each one of these families. We thank you for the men that have already been serving and continue to serve and we thank you for the men that have decided to step down and pray that you'll be with them as they look for new ways to serve your body. You have blessed this family in so many ways, and and we thank you for that, and, and, we, and we praise your name. It's in your son's name that we lift up this prayer. Amen. Amen. All
0: right, let's see what the order of things is. I think the elders, you get to go back to your seats now. We'll clear out slowly here. to well, thank you, men. And uh, wives, we're going to let you go back to your seats and join your family as you would. And men, if you'd go back to the first row here somewhere with the other deacons, actually, you can just stay standing. Let's stand. Let's stand these other deacons up. And let's uh, let's face the the family. Let's face the audience. There, going to be an impressive look group of men here. Superb. Family, uh, these men before you are the men that we recognize as deacons or servants of the family here at Northside. Uh, their men, these men and, and their wives are a key part of Northside, a key part of our s- success, a key part of the personality, a key part of the, the work that gets done at Northside. Uh, so I want to thank these men for living the kind of lives that... Paul specified in 1 Timothy 3 uh, as worthy of the honor of being a deacon. Uh, Thank you also, men, for having the kind of attitude that made you serve the body long before you were recognized. All of these men were servants before we called them deacons. Uh, Thank you for having the heart of a servant. Uh, elders, I didn't mention it while you were up here, but I commend you for your wisdom and decisiveness in selecting areas that need service uh, and finding the appropriate men to minister in those areas. Uh, Northside is blessed to have you men as our shepherds. Uh, deacons. I'm going to let you return to your seats now, but uh, I think you've got to come back up here for a picture later, so uh, don't get too far away. But uh, you, you can go back and find your wives and families now. Let me just wrap up by saying that we've recognized a group of servants. A lot of other servants at Northside, but these are men that we recognize as deacons of this family, and we're proud of them and their families and uh, thrilled at the work that will be done because of these new ones. Uh, Paul talks about freedom in Christ, and he talks about what that means. In verse 13 of Galatians 5, he says that means you serve one another. Uh, well, you're free in Christ to do that. Uh, you serve one another and you don't fight. You don't bite and devour each other. You don't destroy each other. Uh, you don't do things because you're conceited. You don't do things because you want honor. You don't provoke each other. You don't envy each other. So he tells what serving is, and then he talks about the opposite of serving. Uh, if a congregation has that kind of attitude, that kind of love, uh, then you'll see unity. Uh, You'll see love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. I believe we see those things at Northside, and may it ever be so at Northside, because everyone serves each other in love. Paul, in talking about freedom in Christ, reminds me that there are two groups here today. Uh, Those who have been freed from the bondage of sin and those who are still carrying the guilt of sin. If you need to respond to the Lord's invitation today and give Him that burden, uh, be freed from the burden of sin and become part of the family of God, we're going to sing an invitation. We invite you to come and we'd be glad to help you with that. If you have any other need, let's come. Let's stand and sing.